welcome to Dark Days Radio Presents uh, Deep Dives. This is our second in a series of deep dive episodes, this time into, well, continuing our series into Imperium Maledictum. I am joined by a series of Dark Days Radio's hosts who are today going to be doing character creation. So I'm Chris, and I'm joined by Crystal. Hello. David. Hi. Chig. Good evening. And Mike. Hey, how we doing? Uh, so this um, Imperial Maledictum, um, if you again, like we're going to say, like if you've played um, previous editions of, say, things like Dark Heresy, Only War, things like that, it's going to be a bit familiar because it's a percentile system. Uh, if you've also played Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, other than the third edition, it's going to be familiar. Uh, however, we are we. Unlike a lot of systems out there, this has full randomization for your characters. So not only just their stats, but all the way through, all the choices. And like Warhammer Fantasy 4th Edition, um, if you randomly generate your character, each step where you can either make a choice or, or randomly choose, it gives you some bonus XP, which you can then use to finesse the character at the end. So all of that is good fun. Uh, it allows for... You know, you to kind of like make a character that's outside of the type of things you would normally kind of explore in roleplay. And yeah, we're just going to go through it step by step. So um, I believe Chig and David, you've already made your characters, but you went for the full random process. Yep, and absolutely. we're going to be talking through first with Crystal and Mike as they make theirs. So where shall we begin? I think the first thing is, is we have to roll for their characteristics. So that's the first thing we're doing is we're rolling up characteristics. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I've got I got some show notes here. Uh, I think, you know, kind of step zero uh, before we get to this really is the creation of the patron, which we did last episode. Um, maybe we want to yes. just go over for people that haven't checked out that episode yet who our patron is uh, in the Vegas sense. Uh, yeah, we've got a uh, patron who is a criminal mastermind, an infractionist, uh, called... Um, Lord, Lord Prefectus Scythia of Subsector Alpha. That's the one. And... Um, the sheet should be somewhere in the chat. Yeah. Um, unless you want me to re-upload it. Uh, no, it's okay. I mean, I believe they're, they're meant to be looking for revolution, essentially. They're looking to... not They're, they're, they're technically a criminal, but they're actually looking to try and, and improve the situation within the Imperium in whatever small way they can. Uh, in particular, our backstory is that they are a member of a fallen house of nobility within the Makari sector, seeking to re-establish their noble lineage and at the same time find out who the true heretics are who caused their family's downfall in the first place. Um, yep. So that's pretty wicked. Um, their power base, their their center of power, there is um, is on the world of Macarius, which is a um, which is a shrine uh, world. Shrine world, yes. So it's it's also a center for the ecclesiarchy and has and is where many um, uh, many pilgrims go to to venerate uh, the the saint uh, Lord Solar Macarius, who obviously led this crusade, which established the Macarius sector as it is now. Right. With that out of the way, let's roll some dice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to uh, characteristics. So, um, yeah, we're going to go over how to create a character here on the show and explain some of the basic mechanics as we go. Um, and this character creation is going to kind of gloss over 
uh, some mechanics and you know things like talents. Um, but we'll we'll give you a lot of the basics as we go through. Um, we're also going to try to put these show notes up online on our blog, as well as a copy of the character sheet for my character, just so you can see um, how this turned out on the sheet when you follow along, if you're listening or watching this on YouTube. So yeah, Chris just mentioned our patron, which is going to be kind of the, um, the cohesive factor for our party. Uh, later on, we're actually going to do a party sheet, um, which will also uh, uh, kind of help, help bring us together some more. So first step is to start generating the characteristics for your character. So you're going to roll 2d10 and add 20 to that. You're going to do that nine times for the nine characteristics. Um, these are going to seem pretty similar, a lot of them, to Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and also old editions of Warhammer Fantasy or Warhammer 40,000, you know, pre, pre-8th edition. Um, one thing to note is that uh, typically in this game system, 30 is about the human average, equivalent to 3 in those old war game systems. Um, so when you're rolling this up, you're doing 2d10 plus 20, you're going to be getting around a 30. So uh, just at the start, you're pretty much like the baseline human norm. But there'll be some other bonuses we'll generate along the way. So going through for my character, who doesn't have a name or anything at this point, so we're just going to be doing this totally randomly for my character. And I think that's what everyone's done here, right? Everyone nodded. For those that are listening, on, on <laughs> everyone <podcast>. nods on <laughs> oh, <laughs> the podcast edition, <laughs> yeah. which is a which is a pretty fun thing. We'll get over, we'll go through why that's an advantage actually to do things randomly, um, but it's also just fun and very thematic. You know, you don't really get to choose who you are in this this world, which is pretty pretty downtrodden, gutter punk, splatter punk, and uh, and just tough tough like that. So. What did I get here? I think it also uh, kind of leans for... into 40k as well, because it's like you don't choose your role. The, Im- the Imperium chooses it for you. You are born and then you're thrust into some random position that the, the oh, yeah. ranger of the Imperium needs you to fill. So I kind of like, I like I, I, it's, it's kind of thematic in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. For the low-powered characters we're going to be playing, that's perfect. So uh, we're going to go through the uh, the nine characteristics. So the first one is weapon skill. I got a 32 for that. And this is your kind of raw melee combat skill for hidden and melee combat. Next up is ballistic skill. And I got a 34 for that. And that's your ranged combat characteristic. Um, then you have strength. Got a 30. For that which lets you lift heavy objects and also potentially deal some extra melee damage on the combat side of things then we've got toughness yeah let's just got a 25 was, for that i was gonna say we can pause we can pause on that briefly because um sure with with that so because what did you roll for your strength i got 30 so the the tens unit of your value of your of your um uh, of your characteristic is is essentially the bonus that is often applied that is applied on things. So in the case of melee weapons, that that strength bonus will be a three, and so will be applied as a as a weapon as a modifier to weapon damage. So equally, in say when you resist certain things, you might use your willpower bonus or um, when you roll that as as a as a bonus to whatever you're you're doing. Anyway, what did you get for your toughness? I got a 25, um, and toughness That's is used right. for damage <laughs> resistance and you know, resistance to uh, to toxins and poisons. Um, you know, this is actually a good point, Chris, because the uh, the bonuses that tens place in the in the stat is used for a lot of the uh, derived stats, such as your wounds, uh, yes. initiative, etc. 
Um, we're not going to really go over that, but it's uh, it's actually just printed on the character sheet, so it's very easy to calculate those. Uh, after toughness, we have agility. Got a 35 for that, and that's uh, you know important for speed, initiative, uh, stealth, and dodging things. Uh, then we have intelligence, uh, which is you know used for recalling data, searching for clues, and you know Sherlock Holmes kind of stuff. And got a, a 29 for that. Uh, perception used for spotting danger or other oddities. Got a 25 there. Uh, willpower, which is used for mental resistance and also for psychic powers. Uh, actually, got a got a 35. So maybe I'm going to randomly roll up a psyker. Let's see how how this all turns up. That'll be pretty good. You hope. And then finally, you hope. <laughs> finally, uh, finally, fellowship. That can only had... end well. <laughs> finally, uh, uh, fellowship got a 29 for that. Um, and that is used for persuasion and uh, relationship building. So you could do a little bit of that here in the uh, 41st millennium with all of its violence and stuff. So cool. now what else can you do? Cause you've rolled these randomly and mm-hmm. there's a few choices here. So you can yep. keep them as they are, which I assume you're going to. I shall. I shall. Yeah. But if you wanted, you could rearrange them. So in other words, you can go, I will swap my, um, strength for my toughness or you'll swap your fellowship for your ballistic now if you do that you're allowed to do that but if you don't so if you just keep your stats your characteristics as they've been rolled up that will mean you get a bonus 50 experience point, which is pretty sweet if you do rearrange them and you're happy with those as they are and keep them as they are keep the values but you've rearranged which characteristic has which value that will mean you get 25 experience points. And if you're really not happy with your results, you can roll again and swap the characteristics around until you get something you like, but you don't get any bonus XP. And of course, alternatively, you can instead just assign characteristic points, which at that point, you may as well be just doing that. And of course, if you do that, you're not going to get any bonus XP. The downside to assigning your characteristic points is that there is a maximum uh, that you can have and a minimum. Whereas if you roll, you're allowed to breach those maximums and minimums by just pure luck. So Mike, you've got bonus 50 XP. That's pretty good. I do. I do. Yeah. And Crystal, you've been bonus XP. Yeah. Uh, Crystal, you've been rolling along as well. Yep. Yes, I have. Um, um, what did you get? Okay. So, uh, Wisdom is 26. Wisdom? Uh, what, what? Do you mean WS? Weapon skill? Yeah. Sorry, that's weapon skill. Yes. <laughs> 26. Sorry. I don't know all of these acronyms. I'm that's assuming okay. that BS is ballistics. Yeah. Okay. That's 27. Uh, strength is 34. Uh, TGH, I'm assuming, is toughness. Yep. Okay. That's 26. Okay. Agility is 31. Okay. Intelligence is 30. Okay. Uh, perception is 36. Okay. Uh, willpower, that's willpower, right? Yeah. And that's 36. And then fellowship yep. is 34. Wow, you've rolled pretty well across the board. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, that's your starting characteristics. Are you going to swap anything around? I am going to no. let it ride. <laughs> okay. So that means you've then got a bonus 50 experience points as well. Uh, let's see. So the next thing is you have to roll for your origin. So you're going to roll a D100. All right. 
Yep, I got um, it. What have you got, Crystal? I got 50. So your origin is <clears throat> you are originally from a hive world. So somewhere like Necromunda, but in the Macaria sector. And this gives you some bonuses to your characteristics. These don't count as advances. So these 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 increase your characteristic values, but they're not they don't count as advances because when you spend XP and, and so forth, you get advances. Advances are increases to your characteristics, and you can only have so many of those. These don't count as advances. So you've got plus five agility. And then you get plus five <clears throat> to either ballistic skill, perception, or fellowship. So you've got some choices there. And Mike, what did you yeah. roll up? <clears throat> I rolled a uh, a sixty-eight, which means I'm also a hive worlder. So I just quickly yeah. uh, marked oh, down my plus five for agility, and uh, also did plus five for perception because I don't know how my character is going to turn out. I figured that would be kind of a safe bet if I just go with perception. And then uh, yeah. we do get a oh, fun Mike, little item. Mike, you want to be besties? Oh, we could be. That'd be great. I can roll <laughs> that up as a um, as a connection for the character later. Um, we'll, we'll see where we but get. We get, to we get that. an item. We get an item as well, Crystal. We get uh, ugly filtration plugs. Oh. <laughs> so I should point out that although there are eight entries on the origin table, ranging from Agra World, where you're born on a farming community, to Voidborn, where you're born and raised on a spaceship. Um, it is heavily weighted toward Hive World, which has thirty oh, yes. percent of the uh, of the origins. I also rolled Hive World and thought it was weird, and then I looked at the table, and now I don't think it's that weird. It's just math. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the only one not from a Hive World. Oh right, where are you, where's your character from then, David? Uh, the Skull of Progenia. Oh shit. Yeah, it you doesn't go well after lad. that. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes quite downhill after that point. It's like I right, got raised so... nicely. <laughs> And then kind of got booted out. So the Skola Progenium is essentially where um, orphans of parents who died in service to the Imperium are sent and are, are raised. They're taught by the Ecclesiarchy and essentially is where, you know, if you're a commissar, that's generally where you grew up and were taught. Uh, or if you were or in any of the other kind of <clears throat> important arms of the Imperium. So the Inquisition often. Uh, recruits from the Skull of Proginium. Uh, elite soldiers often begin their their lives and their schooling in the Skull of Proginium. So members of the um, Tempestus Scions, so stormtroopers for the Astra Militarum. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much what you need to know. It, it's basically, you know, your, your military orphans um, is the best it's way also to put where it. a lot, as you said, where a lot of the ecclesiarchy come from. Oh yeah, they um, also like the high-ranking ecclesiarchy. Basically, anyone high-ranking in any of the imperium has gone through the Scola Progenium. Uh, oh, you're a you're a Mister Fancy Pants, aren't you? Then, so you start off with a clock. You've actually got a timepiece. Yeah, a chrono. Wow, I've got, I've got a watch. <laughs> right, Not that you know so how to use it. <laughs> onwards. So, of course, you know if you if you randomly select your origin, um, done. Um, you get a further 25 XP if you selected it randomly. Right. So the next question is faction. So a faction is the organization you belong to and the group that took you in and kept you alive through, you know, your adulthood training and equipped you to perform a specific duty. So the faction you're, you roll up 
doesn't have to be the same faction as your patron. It just is where you essentially did most of your learning and, and learnt your trade. So again, we've got some tables here. Now, which faction you're from depends upon what your origin is. So Crystal and Mike, you're going to roll a D100 again, and we're going to cross-reference with Hive World. And what are the results? I got an 80. You got an Ooh. 80? Holy shit. Um, you're, you're, you're an infractionist. You're a criminal to the bone. <gasps> Ooh. Mm, that's not what And Mike. Says. Uh-oh. Is there a, a uh, was there an a issue with the table? Uh, is it not uh, is it not Imperial Fleet? What inf- no, I've got eighty to ninety six as infractionist in my I I just got the updated PDF. Is that the most recent no, that is the recent one I put up there. I've yeah. got the printed version here. Yeah, I have eighty to eighty two to ninety eight as infractionist for Hive World. The PDF bet... says infractionist um is it's Hive eighty to ninety eight for World. Mm, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, I got I'm, I got on the PDF I downloaded. 80 to 96. Yesterday. Yeah, Infractionist. 80 to 96 for Hive World. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Jim, I think they have, one, they I did change I think you're looking at the old one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did I change things at the with old the old PDF and the print version. Um, so that is something to note. Uh, according to the new PDF, uh, which I downloaded yesterday or two days ago, uh, for Hive Worlder, I got an eight, which means I'm part of the Adeptus Administratum. I'm part of the bureaucracy, everyone. Excellent. Oh no. <laughs> You're very Whoa. good at paperwork. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So we've done that. That's going to lead to some bonuses and some skills and equipment in a moment. But we'll just say before we continue with that, if you've randomly determined your faction, you gain a further 75 experience points. Dang. So Mike, given that it is on the next page, the Adeptus Administratum, let's have a look at what you get. You gain plus five to intelligence and plus five to either perception, willpower, or fellowship. And again, these don't count as advances. Yep. Um, So what I did was there's actually these three duties for the Adeptus Administratum, which are basically... Like oh, yeah, you've gone with a quick build. tell you how to distribute yeah. your stuff. Yeah, the quick build. I thought that would be yes. fun to keep it random as well. So there's three there, and I'd rolled D100 and got the Scrivener. So I'm a bureaucrat who's just sitting there illuminating scripts all day in a windowless Wow, signal. okay. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. So, so when you... Get, once you've selected your faction, there is a package of benefits which gives you some options to select from. Like we said, it gives you some uh, options on which characteristics you increase, which advances you want to have, uh, a choice of equipment. Or for each one of these factions, there are some uh, duties already laid out. So in this case, for the Adeptus Administratum, there is Clark, there is an Officio Medicae, and there is a Scrivener. So you can pick one of those, and that essentially means you can do a quick build because it tells you exactly which characteristics you've increased, exactly what skill advances you have, and what equipment you have. Um, That doesn't mean... Those are some of the options it gives you. It still means you have a few benefits you, you get from the Adeptus Administratum benefits. So, Mike, you still have to pick... Um, now, you still get your plus one influence with the administratum and a contact who is a personal influence. Mm-hmm. You still get a data delver talent, and you also get your yep. set of robes, a data slate, uh, a writing kit, 
damn, this dude can write, can read and write. And he gets, um, and your character gets 800 solars. So solars is the uh, Macarius Sector standard currency, so credit. Um, Crystal, you have got Infractionist. So if I find that. So again, you've got a list of benefits here, or you can also, as part of your quick build, uh, you can pick a duty. So there's Fixer, Ganger, and Hive Runner. Or you can oh. make something that also feels a bit more different to that. Like, I think it'd be, you could easily be like uh, a form of, um, I know you're infractious, so, you know, I guess you could, I think you could easily say you could um, swap out, I could, you know, with, with talking to the GM, who is me, uh, if you had another idea of what type of hive hive criminal you are we could see which other skills or advances might fit um, but if you like the, those that are there then just pick one i would actually like to be the fixer okay cool so that means get plus five agility plus five fellowship and advances uh, skill advances in athletics dexterity rapport and stealth so they're, they're the actual values so good friends crystal you you add uh together <laughs> Uh, and then your equipment is... What do you get as equipment here? Additionally, you have plus one influence with infractionists and the well-prepared talent, uh, a knife, a backpack, five D10 solars. And on top of that, you also have the following equipment. You have a stub revolver, a set of light leathers, a hammer with a shoddy and with the shoddy and ugly floors, and a laser cutter with the shoddy and ugly floors. So you're pretty good at breaking and entering, and you've got a pistol, and you've got I'm not got sure some... that's designed for doors. She's a yeah. fixer. I think that's designed for kneecaps. Well, that as well. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> they I came absolutely... in with only one leg. It's fine. No, I'm not bloody at all. <laughs> so um, at this point, we'll ask Chick and David, what did you? what duties did you uh, pick or get given? With your faction. David, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. One second. I'm cleaning paintbrushes. Uh, so, I rolled uh, faction, Adeptus Ministorum. Okay. So, I'm a priest. Nice. Uh, and I rolled the, uh, so, the duty, uh, what was it? I took missionary. Nice. Um, if I can find the book. So, you've got uh, willpower perception increases. Yeah. Uh, you've got You've got a chainsword. Wow. Yes, yes. I got a chainsword. An auto sword. pistol. You've got a, a loud hailer. Oh, oh, I do get an auto pistol. I've not noticed. 200 solars. You've got some robes, a holy icon, a backpack, and you've, you're, you've got the faithful talent. Um, yes. Pretty cool. And Chig, what, what did you uh, get as your faction? Uh, I rolled randomly and got Astra Militarum. So I am oh, a great Wow. Member. And uh, what duty did you pick? Uh, well, I was going to go ahead and do it myself, but then I realized I was building a scout, so I just took scout. Okay, cool. Um, so that means you've got things like you're good at toughness and ballistic skill, you're good at ranged uh, shooting and stealth, you've got a chameleon cloak and a las carbine. Nice. Uh, and and that also, And then also you've got a knife, <laughs> uh, an astro militarum flak armor, 
uh, a frag grenade, 300 solars, and some influence. Uh, the drilled talent mostly means you're good at standing your ground and shooting rapidly at advancing uh, enemies. Also, if anybody else wants to take the drilled talent, we work better as a unit. Nice. Right. Well, that is um, choosing factions and duties. Obviously, within these duties, you may you may find it doesn't kind of fit what you want to to play. You might have a very particular idea of what type of character you want to play. So if you go to page three hundred and sixty two in the rule book, you'll see a list of archetypes which will be recognizable uh, character types, miniatures that you can get from Games Workshop for Warhammer forty thousand. So there are things like acolyte of the Sister of Silence. There is a cadet commissar. There is a death cult assassin. Uh, there is um, a sanctioned psyker, there is a tech priest, there is, um, weirdly, there isn't an Adeptus Arbites, um cadet on there, but you could easily make one of those. And so if you pick, look at those archetypes, you look at the origins, the faction and the role, it will that will help guide you then on, on the selection of origin, faction and role to get all the stat increases and benefits so that you can tailor make your character to fit these quite specific archetypes. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Right. So you've done all your random rolling so far, and there's now even more stuff to, to uh, sort out. So next up is the role. So the role is the role that you perform within your group. So this is the role that you're you're performing for the patron. So this is quite different, say Warhammer fancy roleplay, where you tr- you you randomly determine your characteristics, you randomly determine your heritage, whether a dwarf or a human or an elf, and then you randomly determine your um, your career. This I think it's a lot more split up, like your career. You're not you're not locked into a career. You're performing a role that may be tangentially related to your career before uh, what you're doing now for your patron. So uh, we've got a few things to do. We're gonna so you can you choose a role and gain its benefits, um, or you can allow your patron to determine your role and as as they see fit. And if your patron chooses the role to perform, you gain fifty XP uh right so what um what do you want to do then mike john your patron me to pick your role or i I do okay first of all chig and david what roles do you have uh i have the role of okay i have the role of zealot which i determined randomly by rolling 1d6 because there are six entries okay i also have zealot because i thought it fit with a mad priest with a chainsword Okay, so we've got two mad zealots, one who is actually, you know, part of the Imperial cult, or was, and one who is uh, someone that actually be- is a, a soldier that actually has faith. Okay, that's cool. Now, when you pick your role, it's going to give you some talents, uh, which is useful. It's going to give you some skill advances, some specializations in your skills as well, and give you further equipment. So, you know, you gain like a knife, a great weapon, a chainsword, a las pistol, or hand flamer, a set of hand heavy flamer. leathers, or a robe, a holy icon. So that's all for zealot, right? So if you've got two zealots, I think that's interesting because I think it might mean for the patron 
they have engaged with your faith of, faith in the Imperium that and and you've been convinced that there is a dark heresy that has to be confronted, and that's why you've been holy war. And you understand that in, that to do this requires you to work against the the wider Imperium to an extent for its benefit. For its benefit, remember. Plus, plus, remember, you're working for a criminal mass mind. They've got a lot of credits, right? There's a lot of credits. Um, so, therefore, I need to pick roles for the uh, other two characters. Right, so, um, let's have a look. We've got uh, Inter... Uh, Locutor, which is uh, essentially um, problem solvers, wordsmiths, uh, and data analysts. That might well fit Mike's character quite good with their um, administratum background. We've got Mystic, which means you you gain the psycho talent if you do not already have it. That I might just do that. Um, we've got uh, Penumbra, which is you're basically you know assassins, thieves, spies, covert ops. That might well work good for Crystal's character. Savant is their scholars and experts in technical um, things like you know you might be from you know, you can work on machines or you have some understanding of uh, biology stuff like that and then there's warrior which is obviously speaks for itself you're you're a, a soldier or at least you're, you're the muscle in the group so yeah mike i'm i think i want you to be well let's see hmm. what what do you want me to pick or do you want or do you want to pick for yourself uh, I would like the bonus XP, so please pick for me. Okay, right, fine. My great patron, right. pick for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're going to be the interlocutor. You're going to be the problem solver with words. You're going to be able to uh, craft. Um, you know, he's more capable at crafting uh, documents, forgeries, all that kind of thing, which is important for the group to perform its missions. It also means you're going to be, when you find evidence, you're going to be able to more easily delve through data vaults and archives of scrolls and so forth to find the information that your patron requires to, to reestablish their, um, their, their noble, um, standing. And then crystal, um, I mean, it could go in Mystic, but that means also then you have to deal with psychic powers and stuff. And maybe for an introductory kind of thing we're doing, that's quite a lot in in one session. So let's keep let's keep things easy with with most things. So let's go with let's go with Penumbra. You are the thief, assassin, covert spy, um, which I think fits well with you being a fixer. So. On Mike's end of things, that means you get some bonus talents. You've got a few choices. It says choose four of the following talents, uh, like heir of authority, briber, deal maker, overseer. Uh, there's some skill advances in linguistics and uh, awareness, uh, etc. There's some specializations in intuition, presence, and rapport. And then you get some bonus equipment. You gain a knife a las pistol or stub revolver, uh, some survival gear, a vox bead, or, or a loud hailer, a picked recorder, or a vox caster. Um, yeah, and either a loud hailer, pick recorder, or vox caster. And then Crystal, you've got some cool talents like burglar, familiar terrain, uh, read lips, uh, some advances in awareness and dexterity to pick from. Um, 
specializations in ranged combat and reflexes, and then equipment, get some knives, an auto pistol or a LAS pistol, a long LAS or a sniper rifle, holy shit, a silencer, a smoke grenade, a set of survival gear, and a Vox Speed. You also gain two of the following, an all specs, a comm leech, a disguise kit, a grapple, grapnel and line, a set of uh, magna, uh, binoculars, basically, um, a multi-key, a picture recorder, a set of photo visors, or a signal jammer. So you've got some cool gear there. Okay, so I have a couple of questions about some of them. Yes, let's do that, because this okay. is some special stuff. Yep. Yeah, this is this is all, like, a, a lot more crunchy stuff um, with all of this stuff. So, uh, Skulker. I'm assuming that's, like, hiding very well. Uh, Just from the, the context of the word. Uh, yeah, let me... Skulker, um, yeah, uh, is either an advanced in navigation and stealth. You have a talent for tailing people without being noticed. Gotcha. Okay. I have a question um, here. Yeah? If you... Do you have to meet those requirements at character generation if it's a talent that you can take just for it being part of your your role your background your whatever uh let's see i don't think it mentions that um so i think you can i don't think it otherwise... does either which is why i'm i was i was curious because some of these talents are really difficult to meet the criteria yeah. for at character generation yeah some I, of them are I impossible think at character generation yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does say uh, that you can, if it's if it's given to you by like your um, your role, for example. Yeah, uh, it says ignore the requirements. That might not be in the original PDF page... you're looking at. Uh, it's on the little side side thing. Page seventy four, uh, last paragraph. It says ignore the requirements for talents and skill specialization gained Perfect. from your role. It also says that if you decide to um, not go random and choose your own ones, you must meet the requirements. Uh, That's yes. fair. Um, which obviously then limits you. So randomization allows you to get some really good talents, whereas specifically choosing them really limits your options. Basically, this entire system is geared towards you making random-ass characters because you get so many bonuses and access to so much more yeah. stuff randomizing it. So, um, Mike, what kind of things are you picking? Well, I'm going to have to go through and really read all these talents a bit more closely uh, before I pick them. Sure. But one feature of... Uh, uh, Imperium Maledictum is that you can roll one of your talents randomly um, and it doesn't have to be one that is on your uh, is part of your role so I've just done that it's kind of an optional rule but the uh, the one I got which is quite fitting with the two zealots we have is uh, is flagellant or I've heard it pronounced flagellant not sure which is the correct pronunciation yeah so, flagellant uh, yeah so it seems like I I, I whip myself uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to become closer <laughs> to the god emperor of mankind so I guess I'm a little Doesn't bit... Doesn't it keep too. you awake as you're just spending hours and hours in front of a screen? You do it just to keep yourself focused in, oh. on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. That's great. It's your version of caffeine. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. That's that's great. Um, and then, Crystal, you any other questions or ideas for what things you want? Um, no, because you guys also answered the do I have to meet these requirements question so that was the other big one that i had cool um yeah um any questions about the equipment because there's a lot of i think it all pretty much speaks for itself so like a vox speed is yeah. just that you've got a little earpiece mic um you know earpiece uh to hear the rest of the team um 
you've got an all specs that's basically a scanner a com leech is says what it is it's, it it um you know it means you can listen in on other people's communications uh the magnoculars are binoculars uh, a multi-key is a multi-key for unlocking things a picture recorder is basically just a video camera um photo visors uh allow you to operate in um low light and a signal jammer is exactly that so you you're quite well set up for like really screwing with people um cool okay right let's carry on with anything else that needs to be randomly determined so equipment um obviously you've got some equipment options that you will have gained so far through all the random choices but also you can spend your starting credits your starting solars on any extra equipment you would like from the armory um so as it says here in addition you may purchase a number of items from the armory with an availability of common you may also purchase a single scarce item so they're just basically preventing people from like buying like a bolt gun and a bolt pistol because they are hard to get hold of yeah um but one of the the wonderful things about just before we go one of the wonderful things about this game over wrath and glory because we're playing baseline humans and we're playing like the dregs yeah. of society even though i've ended up with about a thousand solar creds i can't spend them because the equipment is ridiculously expensive it's not meant to be that easy for us to get hold of this kind of stuff yeah so you do actually like you we are like a normal guy on the street is not going to be able to walk up to somebody and go hi have you got a lasgun for sale can i buy a lasgun please and they go yeah 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 it's going to cost you ten thousand credits or whatever it is in the book they're quite expensive <laughs> so i quite like that um yeah mechanic so it's like yes you can if you've got the money i would i would if if you were playing certain character types really specific ones um in from the back of the book like if you were a uh an enforcer cadet i might let you have a bolt gun i might let you have a bolt gun but you know that would mean though you would start with almost no credits i would i would be making the thing of like you, you've got no no bonus xp because you've taken all your choices are already taken for you to build this specific character type you're gonna have some great armor to start with you have some flak armor you'll have a bolt gun but you know that's because you've been built for a very particular task you're just out of the academy ready to crack heads same with if you were playing a commissar i think a commissar should always have like a bolt pistol and a chainsaw because how else are you going to execute imperial guardsmen who aren't following orders um things like that <clears throat> right so we've got some further random tables these don't give you bonus xp they're just we're on to the flavor essentially so this is the detail so names you can roll a d100 and um uh, pick a name uh you've got low gothic high gothic archaic informal or esoteric um I quite like the idea that Crystal, your character might have an esoteric name, being that they're a, a fixer and a bit of a spy. So I actually picked an archaic one. Oh, from cool. That, okay. Um, because I felt like it was also something that can be bounced around. So I rolled a what I roll a twenty five on okay, there, cool. and I looked across, and uh, I picked Genevieve. Cool. Because I can, you can adjust that name to a whole bunch of different things yeah okay great and uh mike what name have you gone for or rolled 
I rolled off of a uh, high gothic and I got uh, Erissa. Cool. And then there's some rolls to do for uh, physical appearance. So there's the age of your characters and distinguishing features like eyes, hair, height. So there's a few tables for that. Um, and you can pick with the age. There's whether they're a new, they're a recruit, a veteran, or they've been taking uh drugs to to extend their life or they're augmented so uh what age are your characters uh mine's 33 and uh definitely want to go over the uh the eyes and the hair table because that is a lot of fun really brings out the characters <laughs> eye types of mournful or wild or calculating yeah mesmerizing fiery I mean, these are re- I think these are really good tables because um, if you're if you're definitely new to role play it and and thus you know creating a character and creating a uh, a description that other players can latch onto um, these tables even if you're not randomly rolling on it you're just picking it gives you a way of really figuring out who your character is um, so yeah Mike have you rolled on all these tables I did. So for so, eyes, um, Arissa's yeah. Arissa's eyes are forlorn. Okay. So quite thematic to the Imperium. And for hair, I got brown colored hair. But then uh, for hair style, I got uh, wires. <laughs> so I assume just wires and tubes and other things are just sticking out of her skull. Pretty good. Great. And distinguishing feature? Uh, completely unremarkable. Brilliant. And uh, Crystal, what have you rolled up? Um, so, so far, uh, she is 28. Uh, her eyes are calculating. Love it. And then I got multiple for hair, so I got to figure that out yet. And, oh, blonde and purple. Okay. Brilliant. Definitely a ganger. <laughs> Definitely from the underhive. And then style is long and elaborate. So I'm assuming she probably has like braids or something like that. Definitely sounds like someone from a gang that is very similar to House Escher on Necromunda. That's exactly <laughs> where my brain went. House yeah. I was really hoping you were going to roll the transplanted from an equine or other animal so we could explain why you have, <laughs> why you have a purple horse's mane <laughs> with blonde highlights. Just the tips, Excellent. blonde tips. <laughs> um, so, uh, Chicken David, what what's your characters' uh, names and appearance like then? Off you go, Chig. Uh, my character is named Quentin. He is twenty four. He has haunted blue eyes, uh, black close cropped hair. Uh, he is visibly scarred over every inch of his body that you can see. Wow, he's had a he's had a rough life. He, he's definitely survived um, at least the first fifteen minutes of being an Imperial Guardsman. Well done. That's why he got picked <laughs> by uh, Lord Prefectus Scythia of Subsector Alpha. Yep. And David, your character. Yeah, his name is Zarkov. Uh, he is thirty years old. Uh, his eyes are old and grey, and he has braided green hair. Now, I'm taking that green as not being literally dyed green. Because uh, he's a missionary, he's gone off to the slums or somewhere and just hasn't washed it for years. And so he's braided it, and it's just kind of gone a bit moldy. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that is gross. There, there are more uh, important things in the world than cleanliness, and one of those is being clean with the Lord. 
Yeah. Okay. So, uh, to wrap up then, um, <coughs> sorry, uh, to wrap up. So your characters have short term goals. These are goals that you, that are your immediate objectives. They are outcomes you wish to achieve within days and weeks, possibly sooner under normal circumstances. A short term goal should take at least two or three sessions to complete. And short term goals are important because they will give, uh, a bonus when completed uh, and then you have long-term goals long-term goals are ambitions that you will need to work for many months or even years to achieve and so for example a short-term goal is take revenge against a local gang member uncover a criminal behind a series of thefts uh, a long-term goal is such as ruin a rogue trader dynasty or uh, acquire its or, or destroy a major cult of the ruinous powers and if you achieve your long-term goal um, you earn 500 experience points. If you achieve your short-term goal, you get 50 XP and you pick a new short-term goal. If you achieve your long-term goal, um, you should choose a new long-term goal or alternatively, it might be deemed that if you've achieved that long-term goal, it makes sense for your character to retire and so becomes an NPC. But if you do so, you gain a bonus of half of the earned experience points of your current character to spend on your next character. So if you've earned 1,000 XP in play with your character, that includes the 500 XP they've just got from achieving their long-term goal. That gives you 500 extra XP to spend on your next character if you achieve that long-term goal. So it's kind of like saying... Hey, play the game and churn through as many characters as possible, right? Um, it's also it's also very thematic. It's like you're a squishy human going out to fight big bad. You're going to die. So have a good think about what your short term and long term goals. Um, I'm having a look at the other things that we can randomly determine. So connections, Co connections are things which uh, are relationships that help create the shared background for the party. It suggests that you determine at least two connections, one to another player character and one to your patron. If another player doesn't agree with your chosen or rolled connection, you can pick a different one. So I guess at this point, no one has rolled connections yet other than for the patron, maybe? I, I, I did. Didn't I rolled both of mine. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, so I'll share the, the first one I rolled. Um, I knew about Chig's character, Quinton, so I rolled for us, if you don't mind. And um, apparently, fine. something happened in the past that we don't want to talk about. What do you think it is, Chig? Hmm. It was an incident. An incident happens that we'd rather keep quiet. That's the actual language from the table. Oh, I've got a good answer for you. You, um, I think you witnessed Mike and Chig committed in a drunken brawl, killed a Imperial noble who was slumming it. And it only became clear it was an Imperial Noble when you were like, oh, they're dead. Let's check their pockets. Oh, shit. There's a signet <laughs> ring of oh. this Imperial Noble. And so the only thing you could do was steal the signet ring. Well, actually, still everything was on their, on their body and dump the body somewhere. And so technically, you're mostly still wanted for the murder of this Imperial Noble. And more than likely, your patron knows that you did this, and that's how you got first hired. Mm. I would like to um, further say that since we're both from a, a hive world, we're from the same hive world, and this happened before I joined the uh, the uh, the military, and in fact is the reason why I ran away to join the military. 
I volunteered. Nice. Perfect. I was not. Perfect. I was not given as a tribute or anything. I had to. And joined up before conscription came along. Yeah. Would you say as well? This is what the patron has kind of like hanging over us. The sword of Damocles hanging over us, and why we're kind of in their service because the patron knows somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And Mike, what's the other connection you have? So this was an interesting one <clears throat> for the patron, and it it says, "I know what Lord Scythia really is." Oh shit! So quite, that, quite that the means, role. yeah, that means Lord Scythia. Obviously, they masquerade as like some you know master of some crime syndicate, but you actually know that they're a fallen noble. So you're quite deep in yeah. that knowledge and know the paperwork. Mm. Which yes, could be quite scary considering you also know that Chig killed a noble. It is. I'm I'm mm. frightened. I'm frightened. I'm I'm flagellating myself uh, uh, every night. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's your two connections. Um and so Chig, one of your connections is already sorted out. Um to Mike. Uh <clears throat> and then what is your other connection? Um, well, okay. If that's one of my two connections is sorted out. Um, I rolled you can a have 44. More. You can have more connections. I am I am positive that I saw Genevieve die. We, we each roll two. And so that second connection that is with somebody else, you just connect the whole circle. You go around the whole circle, don't you? So we're all connected somehow. But we also have that then other connection to boss man gotcha so don't need to so roll connections for okay. you as well no 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 it says it says we suggest you suggest at least two connections one to another player and one to your patron so obviously if it's between two players that's their each their one connection and then you generate another one it's okay as long as we get enough connections that mean we have a, a party it's just a sim- again it's simply there because if you're a group of players that don't know how you've never done role play before and trying to work out how your char- your characters work together that's there to to establish some drama and background uh, okay. okay so am i so am i positive that i saw lord scythia die with that uh, is that, is that what my you, tie um, the, the patron? i mean it could be still be my character it doesn't yeah like, it's just a minimum of two yeah okay. yeah so yeah let's say you, you you're you're certain you've seen um crystal's character genevieve die um that, i think that works because like yeah <laughs> You, you, you saw a big explosion where Genevieve was, mm-hmm. and then there was no Genevieve. And then there was Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> it so makes you yeah. suspicious of her. Yeah. yeah. That well, that's I mean. actually that's actually legit because uh yeah, with with like Skulker and stuff like that, I absolutely know how to <laughs> disappear. Fake your own death. Yeah. Fake my own death. Cool. Okay. So uh Crystal, what have you rolled for connection? Okay, um, who am I rolling for still? Uh, you can roll one for the patron. Okay. Or, and... or uh, Zarkov. And Zarkov, yeah, that would be good. Okay. I've got a good one for my connection with the patron, so you can make up anything for us if you want. Okay, I will roll for Zarkov first. So mine is... <laughs> I have a single silvered bullet. It is graved with several words in high gothic and has your name on it that really doesn't surprise me <laughs> does it literally have his name on priest? it 
as I said, we're going to get on really well. <laughs> Excellent. That's really good. Um, and then my patron. Yep. Ooh, 99. I suspect that he's a traitor. That's Ooh. fair, given everything going on. Yeah. <laughs> so so the assassin wants to leave. kill lots of people. <laughs> so you you work for your patron, but you do suspect that they could actually that they are actually a heretic. Yes. Cool. Um and David? Okay. Um so I can't remember what the number was, but I did randomly roll this. Uh the patron knows I hid a loved one from the black ships. Oh right, cool. You've got uh, a loved one who's a psychic. Mm. Well, that then truly explains why you're not running away from the ecclesiarchy. ecclesiarchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that that explains everything. Um, yeah, I think possibly um, oh, knows I hid a loved one from the black ships. I mean, it could be even deeper than that. That your loved one who is a psyker is is kept safe by the patron uh, in return for that psyker's services. Possibly. I, I was thinking that whoever this is, whether they're a psycho or, or the Inquisition were, were hiring, it was one of my flock. Um, yeah. So I'd gone off and then fallen in love with one of the the, the people and it's like, no, 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 please don't take away my lovely. Um, and now is being used to guide the ships. Brilliant. Right. So, um, and then after this, after the random connections thing, uh, we've now got 10 questions that guides you through to to basically flesh out your character a bit more think about uh you know their what they think about uh and who they are so there's a question about what is your faith you know um essentially like how how much do you believe maybe do you do you really believe in the god emperor are you do you or do you just give the imperial faith lip service or are you if you're an admech, are you more towards the machine cult, things like that? Or obviously you may believe in some heretical um, cult, um, things like that. What is your family? Again, some questions about uh, your family, depending upon your origin and the faction you're in. So, you know, maybe you've grown up in a family or who have always been involved in crime, or maybe you you uh, got out of crime by... Um, well, got out of the the work that your family were doing in some uh, manufacturum by becoming a criminal. Um, David, in your case, I mean, there's some good questions there on who your yeah, dead parents I go, are. I need to go through all that. So, <clears throat> um, who's your closest ally? So again, this may be um, again, this is an NPC that you you have close ties to. Uh, maybe that you consult or or you know, are actually honest with about what you do. What do you fear uh, in that? There's a, as it says, there's a lot to fear in the 41st millennium. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can only fear what you know. So have a think about what things you may have encountered uh, and, and why you might fear them. Uh, what do you desire again? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, what, what is your, ultimate goal is it spiritual salvation is it money uh is it freedom where does your loyalty lie is it with the emperor is it with the imperium is it one of the particular institutions are you loyal to your patron uh things like that why did your patron choose you i think most of that's been answered quite well so far needed some muscle and had some reason to press gang you into service needed someone that was good with you know, data 
and 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 law to work through that. Needed someone good at stealing stuff and uh, was able to pay off enforcers who were mostly on your tail. And with David, um, needed someone that with their close ties to the ecclesiarchy allows them to operate more openly on Macarius because it's a yeah, it's I'm a sure shrine the ecclesiarchy world. love me. <laughs> well, they. I would say they probably wouldn't know me until they got to know me, and when they got to know yeah, me, yeah, but, you're a, but you know, I mean, given given Mike's character skills, uh, they're a, they able to quite happily, like you know, make false documentation, so you're able to quite happily, you know, walk into any temple and yeah. pretend to be someone that is of a higher rank than you actually are. Um, uh, and then, what do you think of your patron? That's an interesting question. What do you hate? You know. Uh, do you hate the heretic, the mutant, the alien, or do you just hate the Imperium? Do you hate particular gangs uh, or other organisations? What are you willing to sacrifice? Uh, that's for your goal. So what are you willing to do? And then after all of the having a good think about those questions, we've got all the drive stats. So we'll just go through this quickly. So maximum wounds is equal to your strength bonus. So that's the tens unit of your strength plus Two times your toughness bonus plus your willpower bonus. Uh, your critical wounds, the number of the, you can suffer a maximum number of critical wounds equal to your toughness bonus. If you have more critical wounds than your toughness bonus at the start of your turn, your character uh, at the end of your turn, your character dies at the start of your next turn. Nice and squishy. Uh, initiative, that's equal to your initiative bonus. Uh, uh, sorry, your perception bonus plus your agility bonus. So again, that just helps with determining how quickly you act in in a in a fight. Fate represents your character's destiny and perhaps an iron powerful entity upon them. Uh, it can help you succeed where you would otherwise fail. Uh, and you gain you begin with three fate points. Handedness essentially just pick whether you're left or right-handed, and that means if you try to perform an action with your offhand, like if you've got a las pistol in one hand and a chainsaw in the other. Depend on what what hand is your primary hand. The other one will have a uh, a penalty when using it in combat. So that's all those derived stats. And then we have finally the nice bit, which is divination. So much like in Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, if your character dies in a particular way, which matches your divination, your new character will get bonus experience points, which is great. So Mike, what is the what did the Imperial Priest declare was your way of death when you were? Uh, born or mm. you know raise your fate yes logic is the enemy of faith <laughs> what wow okay so yeah. that's going to be curious how we determine that will ever uh relate to if your character ever dies uh fun good and crystal so mine was the blood of martyrs is the blade of the imperium made strong cool Whoa. and chick what did you roll up Success is measured in blood, yours or your enemies. Nice. And David, what did you get? Going to die uh, old and in bed, surrounded by loved ones, clearly. Definitely. <laughs> Turn from the Emperor's light at your peril. Wow. Cool. And then uh, we've got advancements as the final. So this is obviously, you've got all this XP that you've... Um, you've uh, accrued from randomly rolling uh if you have xp as a result of leaving your character creation choices to the roll of die you may spend it before beginning play uh if you rolled randomly to generate every aspect of your character you will have in total 200 experience points to spend uh so 
you can spend these in particular ways. Each advance in a characteristic raises the characteristic by one, unless otherwise uh, stated otherwise, the characteristics of a normal human cannot go above six. Each advance in a skill increases a skill by five. Uh, you can have a maximum of four advances in a skill and a maximum of four advances in a specialization. And purchasing new talents costs 100 XP. And there's a table with how much an advance costs for a skill, or sorry, for a characteristic, or a skill or specialization because they get cumulatively more expensive uh, as you go up. So to buy your first, first advance in a skill is going to cost you five experience points. The second one's going to cost 10, the next one 15, the next one 20. So you've got all of those XP to spend on a character. And as an aside, because obviously I'm sure Mike Crystal, uh, you'll be working through those and all the other choices that we've laid out, maybe yet to make. And Chick and David, I'm sure you've gone through and spent all of your XP that you had. I've got 60 remaining to spend. Ooh, I haven't spent fun. a single one. I had a, a question. Okay. Can my character What's be a blank? That question? Can they be a blank? Can they be a blank? Oh. You want to you want to buy the talent of blank. Is it a talent? It is a talent. Um so my character has um the talent of uh faithful imperial imperial cult which I've written down gives him paladin shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would like his right. long-term goal to be obtain a soul. <laughs> wow, love it. Your love soul, it. or um, he's hmm. not really that particular. I am <laughs> totally fine with this. So a blank basically means you're a psychic blank. So you, um, that will mean, uh, you know, that, my loved one that, is going to have a headache around you. Yeah, essentially, everyone has means... a headache around me. Yeah. Have you met me? But also, it, it's great because psychic, psychic, being in the presence of a psychic blank is 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 an important weapon when against you know others against actual psychers. So you nullify their ability, which is really powerful. So a psychic, the fact that you're a psychic blank is is great, um, isn't it? I think Mike, isn't it in the Caiaphas Kane novel series that uh, Caiaphas is yep. like second, yep. uh, you know second hand you know right hand man is is a psychic blank but it's like some like i believe i, I heard this on the paint face like is always voiced in like a country bumpkin like yorkshireman kind of voice like oh you yeah, don't know a, sir but i don't rightly know commissar but his psychic powers aren't working against me but yeah. i think we're okay yeah he's a, he's baldrick kyphus king's black and he's all and, that guy's and because he's a psychic blank apparently in one book he's quite able to handle this like dangerous piece of warp based technology he's able to just pick it up and it has no effect on him whatsoever because he has no psychic abilities and he's a blank whereas when he hand, hands it off to someone else their brains literally explode so <laughs> yeah be a psychic blank cool yeah Jake you can be a psychic blank for 100 XP Woo! done <laughs> uh, we're going to be very interested in you uh, yeah it's the Tau. You don't know who the Tau is. Space Comics. I don't know who that is. Uh, also, uh, as an aside, there is a sidebar which says, if everyone agrees, you can create more experienced characters. So obviously there's something we might explore at a later date. Uh, perhaps they were recruited later in the careers, or maybe you are playing a, a very established group 
of of characters in service of the patron. If you do this, characters can begin play with up. You know, you could maybe start with five hundred experience points or um, an extra cash, or maybe a full one thousand XP and further influence as well. So you can, if you really want to play some like characters that have seen some shit, you can you can do that. Um, Cool. And that's character creation done. So are there any other details or choices that people want to reveal about their characters? Um, I have a hand flame and a chainsword and I'm a priest. Nice. Perfect. That's just brilliant. That sounds pretty I can't cool. believe I re- like randomly rolled this. I can even see the character, like the old Necromunda Redemptionist priest model. And it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. Shame I've got green hair because red hair and just like having a, a brazier on my head would have been cool. But... So... Uh, I I rolled like a distinguishing feature for for my character too, and I got that she was uh, she's wrapped in scripture parchments and purity seals. Holy shit! Uh, and I feel uncomfortable without them. I actually want to adjust that just slightly, in that the cool. scripture is actually the uh, high faction uh, stuff that that I was brought up in the high the hive cults. Oh yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, you're part of you. You were brought up in uh, a local uh, cult within the Underhive. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Yeah, something akin to the uh, Redemptionist Crusade on Necromunda. It would be yep. equivalent to that. That's not the Imperial Creed. Be gone no. with you, heretic. That's very and, and cool. And that's that why you... I have a bullet with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. If I survive the first session without you killing me. I consider that a goal. That's given that you've got, <laughs> Crystal, given that you've got a bullet with with um, with their name on it, yeah, that, I think that must mean that your character has an auto pistol, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't have a las pistol and have bullets. Like just nonsense. No, I, I like the idea that she just has a single bullet, just one, <laughs> and then um, she's saving it for a special did you, occasion. Did you pick uh, a long las or a sniper rifle? A sniper rifle. Nice. Okay. Um, you've got, got silence in the back of my head. What? <laughs> and then what type of what type of um, what type of gear did you pick in the end? What what two bits of gear did you pick? Um, I picked what is it? A picked recorder and a con leech. Nice. Cool. And Mike, uh, what things were you picking out of your equipment? Oh, I took a um, I think a picked recorder. That was the piece of equipment I got. Nice. Uh, and then, like, yeah, just like a stub revolver. I thought that was thematic, you know, just a little, little Saturday yeah. night special, just like hiding in the pocket and yeah. a knife. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, oh, I'm a lover. And the, not a the talents, the talents I picked are reading lips and skulker. Yeah. So, so Mike, your character is very good with words. You're, you're able to like connive and trick people with what you say. So, I could, I could definitely see your character quite happily like quoting imperial scripture or or like ah well it was it was by i believe um you know rebute gilliam once said as you hold a pistol at someone's head <laughs> things like that you're quite the wordsmith Absolutely. that's gonna be wicked yeah but it seems that's like gonna i be can't wicked. Uh, can't wordsmith can't wordsmith myself into a better promotion so just down here in the, in the basement <laughs> copying uh what i've written down here i'm like like illuminating like air density reports and other stuff. That's probably my day job. You're such a good wordsmith that you know what the word promotion is and means. Fair enough, yeah. 
But the other thing, it's, it's interesting what it says with this, with your with your role of uh, interlocutor, because it also says, like, because of their skill with, like, words and and convincing people of things or deception, they're also quite good at interrogation as well. So I don't know, what kind of style are you going for? I don't see the interrogator side of things, although I should probably go watch that on Warhammer Plus. Um, oh, yeah. What's your, uh, what's your report? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your fellowship? Uh, my fellowship's like okay. Uh, let me. Uh, yeah, you can just be good. Cop. Oh no, it's not that good. It's 29. It's 29. I'm slightly. I'm basically average. Um, we could. I could get some points in rapport. I've got quite good. I might do that. I might I've put got, a couple um, advances into rapport. I've got rapport of 42 and presence of oh. 45. So you're really wow, you're literally just telling people to like venerate the emperor. Yeah, I'm very very good at telling people what to do. I'm not very good at hurting them, but that's why I have a chance. <laughs> I don't need to be good if the chainsaw hits. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it for everyone watching this. We've we've gone through character building a lot. Um, I guess at this point, you know, I think we've got an idea of what, um, you know, I think we've got a good feel. So, uh, David, you said your character's very good at, like, persuading people and interacting. Not much of a fighter, more of an orator. Yeah, so I've got some of the skills that I've got. Um, so I've got the loud hailer, which is basically a loud speaker. Um, I've got faithful, frenzy, hatred. So I hate anybody who's not good at that. I've got rapport of 42, presence of 45, um, law of 51, discipline of 54. The guy is he's a very, very strong priest. And you um, said you've got like, faithful and what other talents did you say? You've got? Faithful, frenzy and hatred. Holy crap. <laughs> so basically, if nobody agrees with me um, about who is the Holy God Emperor, hold me back. Okay, so you're not much of a fighter, but if you get pissed off, you can be, which is yes, yes. good. Um, whereas by comparison, Chick, your your talents you've gone for are kind of what? Uh, well, I got drilled for free, as it were. Um, I took a Hatred of Heretics, uh, Faithful in the Imperial Cult, and I just bought blank for 100 XP, so doing all right. Um, his backstory is he was a uh, uh, like a, a behind the the line scout. Uh, he came across a heretic cult. Um, the heretic cult uh, tortured him and tried to sacrifice him. But it turns out that you can't sacrifice somebody who doesn't have a soul. Nobody cares if you're going to sacrifice them. So, that must uh, be man- really shit for them, like trying to summon a demon <laughs> through you, like or or get make you into a demon host and be like. Why is this not working? It's guys, like... I, I, I don't think this is going to work, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so uh, he he escaped. Um, he, he he fought his way out. He didn't kill the entire cult. So uh, his short-term goal is to go back and kill the rest of that cult. Excellent. Um, um, after, that, uh, he, after that, for some reason, he was approached by the patron to uh, pull him out of uh, his scouting duties. Uh, perhaps related to the fact that uh, the patron knows that he killed a noble or maybe because the patron says, hey, wait a minute, why did that demon summoning not work? Even more fun, what if that noble you recognize from the cult that tried to sacrifice you? That that also works for me, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a really awesome tie-in. Excellent, cool. Um, cool, okay. And Crystal, kind of what talents have you been picking for your character then? So, so far I have well-prepared um, Reed Lips and Skulker. Cool. You are literally just a spy looking yep. down a sniper scope, reading people's lips, and then 
doing headshots. That's great. Yep. And listening in on people. That's brilliant. Um, you're all kind of quite, well, no, I was going to say you're all kind of quite sneaky, but you're all, um, no. <laughs> No, is the best thing that I is the thing that I'm best at. I'm only uh, got a 45 in that. I rolled real <laughs> poorly for all my characteristics. Sneaky <laughs> is agility, isn't it? Yeah, and I, yeah, I, have I got, two 20, advanced, I got I have 27. Two advances in that, and I'm only at 45. I'm Excellent. I'm at 27, and I'm not taking any advances in it. Right. Um, that changed. Is there is there <laughs> any other questions or anything we should uh, cover before we wrap up? That? No, a party. Oh. Don't we need a party sheet? Oh yeah, the party sheet. What's the party sheet all about? I can't remember. It's the party question. boat. There's a character sheet. Uh, patron sheet. Where's the party? It's not in here. It's not in the back. Of the I've book. got it. I've got it open. Um, it's actually quite a simple sheet. It mostly just tracks like who's in the party, um, our patron, different assets we have. It tracks goals for the party as well as the. Uh, uh, well, I think just for okay, the party. Good. Um, <clears throat> allies and enemies. Um, one of the big things is about superiority, um, which is not a mechanic I'm familiar with. Um, but that can be adjusted as we defeat enemies or elites and troops. You know, basically in combat, we can lose superiority um, if our party members are wounded, uh, if our if we're defeated or dead, um, if we're taken by surprise. So it, it interacts mostly uh, mechanically with combat. It seems like. Yeah, so I'll just read that here because um, I think you know, we've already explained that a lot of the mechanics are going to be similar to what you may have seen for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. It's percentile base where you're going to be rolling 2d10, well, a, a d100, and you'll be scoring below your skill rating plus or minus modifier for the difficulty of the thing that you're doing. So superiority is the following. Given the high stakes, uh, researching your enemies, building a plan, or using shock and awe to gain the upper hand are often the key success. Superiority is a group resource that represents the power of your party's preparation and, mo and momentum during combat. So this basically means that it, it's very much that thing of, say, if we're going to compare to another game that's also all about sneaking about and fucking shit up, um, which is Blades in the Dark, it's about that preparation because you you are not you know the soldiers and fighters we are used to seeing in Wrath and Glory. You need to you know observe your targets, prepare your schemes, map out places before you raid them, and so superiority represents that benefit you get before you finally get into the trenches and face your enemy. So superiority also interacts with NPC stack called resolve if during combat, the party's total superiority is greater than the resolve of their enemies or their leader of present. Their enemy become the enemy become desperate. So essentially, it's it's it has an influence on how the enemy are going to going to respond to you, and also gives you bonuses in combat and so forth. So that's quite cool. I like that. Um, right. Well, I think that's it then for now. Unless there's any last questions or comments. No. Um... I'll just bring up that uh, we're going to put uh, my character sheet um, for Arissa and uh, also some of the show notes explaining how, you know, characters are generated just for, to help people out. I'll uh, put that up on our blog and we'll include a link in the show notes. Cool. Um, and again, if people need to 
you know want to get in contact with us uh, any questions they can email us at darkdaysradio at gmail.com uh they can go to our discord uh which links are in the show notes uh they can find us on facebook instagram uh threads at darker days radio and um yeah just uh and obviously go over to the blog there'll be a link on the show notes there to to get to that to look at um as mike said the characters and other stuff uh and that's it for now so next time uh we'll be recording this in like we'll be recording in like two weeks time uh so you've got a bit of a wait before then um we'll be playing uh, a session uh using the pre uh the pre-written scenario for wrath and, uh, for wrath and Glory, for imperial maledictum uh, so we'll be playing through that we'll see how much we get through it um and then once we've done that we'll be looking at another game so which game are we going to look at next i can't remember old gods of appalachia i think ah. yeah it was either um, that or cult one of the two. uh we're gonna do cult we're gonna give me some time to, oh that's right that's gonna be closer to october yeah, yep. um, someone in the Discord requested Old Gods of Appalachia. Me and Crystal both have it and know it. Yes. Yeah, um, that'll be good. Um, and then I've got some, we've got some other bits we can look at. Uh, I mean, heck, we can always do Vampire Fifth Edition. No, we've done Vampire Loads. <laughs> uh, we'll find a different game. Um, you know, we've we got this. Um, big, strong hands. I got no good, strong good, hands. Good, strong hands. I will get that name right one day in my life. Um, that should be coming up on YouTube at some point as well. Um, yeah, we could do. Um, like I said, I've got we've got Cyborg, so we could go through that. That would be fun. Uh, we've got. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm looking at all my books up there. Um, yeah, we've got a few things. We've got Blades in the Dark. I've not played Blades in the Dark, so I'm sure Chicken no. will us through that. No, I would love to. Love to. I would I have yet to. Every every game every group that has said, Yeah, let's go play has fallen through. So I've I've run Blades in the Dark for my local gaming group. So if you guys would like to run a real quick like one shot of Blades in the Dark. That's I could run what that. we're asking. We could all right. So Chick's so Chick's so gonna run that. So cool. Yeah. And Not like next week of, or anything, but you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Tomorrow. And then, um, obviously, if you've got suggestions of other games, we're going to be picking out some other things. I'm sure we could go through Pip System and do a Pip one oh, shot absolutely. like that. Uh, I'm trying to. I want to do. Else. I want to do Slasher Pip with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to go through uh, Iron Kingdom's Requiem, so we can do some D and D fifth fifth edition, sure, but it's flavored by Iron Kingdom, so you know it has I a setting that's to, fun to see that. And we can do the first part of we can do a quick quick play of some of um, Legend of the Witchfire. Um, on that note, things keep um, keep an eye out for on the horizon is. Um, Eldritch Automator in the end made about two thirds of its funding, so we'll be coming back in the future. So that's from Gehenna Gaming, and I did some writing for that. Um, Vow of Absolution for Wrath and Glory is getting closer. I know it is getting closer. Um, so there's stuff coming out for that. I'm quite excited about that because uh, yeah, Space Marines. Um, then also on the horizon is Strange Light Workshop for Iron Kingdom's Requiem. Um, and that would be kind of cool to do this again for because I, 
So the latest prime cast is out for that. And I will just say briefly, and we'll finish this episode. What that is, is, you know how you've got the Iron Kingdoms books already for D&D 5e. So there's, there's Requiem, there's Borderlands and Beyond, there's Nightmare Empire. Oh God, we should, that would be a fun thing to build is Nightmare Empire characters. Um, fucking hell. Um, that would be yes, mad. Yes, um, yes. But anyway, the point is, the point <laughs> is there's those books, which are very much standard Iron Kingdoms are very combat based. Strange Light Workshop is ghost hunting and spirit, spirit hunting in the Iron Kingdoms. So it is a standalone book from the others. So you just need the D&D 5e rules and that book to play ghost hunting in the Iron Kingdoms because your characters are very much not fighters like the rest of the Iron Kingdoms. So they have Crystal's got... getting excited. Um, yes! A lot yes. of equipment and rules for how you have to requisition experimental gear to go hunting ghosts. So I did some writing for that and uh, there's some chat about that on the recent Privacy of Press uh, Primecast. Uh, that is everything for now. So with that, uh, we will say goodbye. So ciao for now. Bye. Bye. Good night, everybody. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.